I have a million points. <laughs> Dead characters do not yield spin-offs. This is serious business. Hello and welcome. Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Not-So-Alien but Very Awkwardly CG Animated Ninja Turtles has finally been released to the world. So grab a drink because this is serious business. I am Je- uh, John, your host <laughs> for this week's episode. And on the panel we've got Michelle. Hey-o. Michelle, how's it going? It's going pretty well, John. Cool. And that's our panel for tonight. All right. Uh, <laughs> Michelle and I are the only ones uh, in the Tisby crew that had the guts to throw down 12 bucks towards Ninja Turtles. So here we are. Um, Michelle, what, if anything, are you drinking this evening? Um, I wish I was drinking something, but I am drinking ice-cold water. That's exciting. Yeah, how about you? <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking a staple of mine, uh, Coke Zero and rum. Nice. It's tasty. It's good. So, all right, let's 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 just jump right into it here. Uh, let's talk expectations going in. I feel like I may have twisted your arm into this one a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. This, totally. This, I think this is a, the typical flick that girlfriends and wives and partners get dragged into. You know, being a boy... Uh, Man, the uh, all right, all right, we're gonna cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Kristen, you totally need to keep that. I'm gonna cut that out myself before Kristen even gets to it. No, 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 but anyway, so <laughs> being a man, are you about to say that, uh, as a boy, you appreciated the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but as a girl, I probably didn't because that's totally not true. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm okay. saying the look of this movie. Oh. Would send, I mean, it just does not seem very appealing to the typical uh, female moviegoer. Being produced by Michael Bay and all. Yeah. I guess you have that true. Okay. But either way, I suckered you into it. Yes. We went. Yes. What What were you expecting? Well, I mean, I expected... I expected it to be a lot of explosion. I expected it to be a lot of action. I expected it to be very simplistic. My expectations were pretty low. But I also expected it to be more fun. Like, I thought we would see, like, a fun, goofy turtle flick. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I was anticipating going in. Yeah, I I can't say that I was really expecting anything different. I, too, was not expecting... uh... Dark Knight here, or even like, (laughs) you know, an Iron Man movie on the level of the Marvel movies or anything like that. I I, I mean, I went in, I I left my expectations of any sort of good movie, just I left them, I left them at home. I mean, this Um, is, this is not high cinema. I mean, we're talking mutant turtles. Yeah. And I think that's just that's just Ninja Turtles in general. Like, it's, yeah. you're really it's it, it, it doesn't really beg to be taken super seriously. So, and even like the the older '90s movies that that a lot of people of our generation hold near and dear, as I'm making air quotes here, are classic. Um, they're not that great. I I actually I rewatched the first one before we saw it and. For me, that holds up. But, I mean, really, none of them... No no Turtle movies have ever really gotten stellar reviews. So, yeah, it, it's not really... 
you can't really go in expecting too much. I went in just expecting like Ninja Turtle karate kicking silly action, just yeah. the same as you did. Um, I, and, s- I expected them to stick pretty close to the established yeah. canon. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought, you know, with. First mistake, right? There. I, I know. I don't know why, but it's one of those things that I couldn't think that they would have the audacity to mess with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, and I don't know why I thought that, but I thought they're simple rules that you would want to keep since you're playing on the nostalgia mm-hmm. i would think like oh you'd want to see the turtles in the sewer with the ooze and right. all, you know well to be fair i think that they did i think they stuck to the staples the mo- i mean like yeah. the, the, the key things um the ooze shredder sort of being responsible for it splinter raising them and training them I think the biggest departure that stuck out for me on that one was all of the turtles, and including Splinter, learned Kung <laughs> Fu from a book, a, 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 a wet, moldy old book they found in the sewer. Um, and Books the, are powerful, John. Yes, but when it comes <laughs> to ancient art, ancient martial art uh, fighting... You want to think that there's some sort of training involved in the yeah. the big ch- the big change that that led to that was the removal of the character of uh, Hamato Yoshi, mm-hmm. which of course um, is Splinter, or in the um, in the comics, the original comics in the original movie, Splinter was a pet of Hamato Yoshi. So um that got removed and i didn't i didn't particularly care for it at the same time i wasn't like i was not outraged at that change i just thought it was silly i thought it was silly that you would have somebody like shredder who's supposed to be this great ninjutsu master right and he's somebody who's been in japan studied this ancient art and he is at a comparable level to these turtles who read it out of a book. You think you? Th- right. I would just think that the style of fighting would be different. Mm-hmm. I would think that it, it couldn't. They couldn't connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they chose to. The big angle of the origin that they changed was it was much more based around this lab experiment in which the evil business. Man character um, played by William Finchner, which was um, Eric Sachs, which sounds suspiciously like an Americanized version of Oroko Saki. But, you know, he's the evil businessman who was a partner of April O'Neil's father, and April O'Neil was sort of, you know, in the lab, and the turtles and Splinter were sort of her pets, so to speak. So, you know, they're sort of tied together in the origin, which hasn't really been done before. But again, not really a gigantic departure. Like, it's not really a huge yeah. 180 departure from what's been been done before. So yeah. that was it was different. It was like, all right, it was a different angle. And, you know, I think the Ninja Turtles origin has been something that's been done so many times. A change that substantial is kind of like, all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll roll, we'll with, roll it. with it. Yeah. So I thought that that whole origin in the beginning wasn't bad. I thought it got off. I mean, the first third of the movie, I was like, all right, it's not, it's not, not, not too bad so far. Um, well, the first third to maybe even the first half of the movie was pretty much the April O'Neil show. 
You know, like yes. we didn't really, I don't even know how long it was before we actually saw the turtles. It was a while. I mean, I wasn't really like watching my watch. I, I mean, so I can't really like give an exact estimate, but I think that this is one of those things that sort of, it, it's an example of how they fit this movie into the, the again, making air quotes, uh, Michael Bay formula in which mm -hmm. like the, the human characters are really driving the story. Um, yeah. But I remember thinking, like, Megan Fox isn't doing, like, a, a terrible job as April. Like, I, I'm not, like, I wasn't really yeah. minding. I know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm just not a big fan of her. I know. I, I, I'm she's not, not convincing. She has the same face for everything. I'm not saying that she is convincing. I'm yeah. not saying she's a super great actress here. All I'm saying is that she wasn't as terrible as I thought she was going to be. Okay. I'll give so, you that. Yeah. But I, after a while, I was like, are we going to see the turtles? Or, <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder how kids would feel, like kids felt about that part. Because I feel like it must have been very slow for them. Yeah. But even, I was surprised because, you know, Michael Bay, his last couple Transformers movies, the, the action has just been, like, obnoxiously off the charts. And I was surprised at how long it took before a real fight happened. And even when the first few fights did happen, they it were, wasn't... Yeah, it was very obscure. They were in the dark, they were, really they were in the quick. shadows. Yeah. Which, you know, that makes for very good ninja techniques. That mm -hmm. speaks highly to the Ninja Turtles' uh, stealthy abilities. But from, a, a you know, watching a movie, it's kind of like, I want to see them a little bit better. So I felt like it got off to a decent start, but after a while, I did I I did want to see the turtles. Mm -hmm. What else sort of jumped out at you during the movie, either good or bad? Whether it pulled you out of the story or impressions? Yeah, um, I was surprised at the lack of leadership from Leonardo. Mm -hmm. Like I'm used to seeing Leo as as the leader, and he's given the katanas. Is that what they are, the long swords? Yes. Okay, so he's given the katanas, and he said, you know, this is, Winter says, this is the weapon of the leader. But we really don't see him in a very big leadership role. I expected to have a little bit more character development from mm -hmm. him. I see that Leo and Raph were butting heads, but you didn't really get a lot of reason behind that and why that was happening and it seemed to me more like Raph was the leader than Leo mm -hmm. even though I know that Leo is supposed to be I was just surprised because mm -hmm. I felt like each each turtle like we definitely got a feel for Michelangelo we got a little bit of a feel for Donatello I wish he wasn't so quite so nerdy Donatello's like my favorite and I think he's a lot smarter and less goofy than than that but yeah I felt like I didn't really know Leo at the end yeah I thought that the other three turtles were all very well developed is a strong word. I don't know that I would I would fully say well developed, but they were they were developed a little enough. bit more fleshed out. Yeah. So and they didn't really like it wasn't anything new done with their characters. It was sort of like all right, Raphael is the grumpy, badass uh, Wolverine type mm -hmm. loner character, and he mentions that like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on my own, and then, you know like yeah. So he sort of stayed true to that character, but I mean like those. Those traits were developed and, um, you know, paid off. And Michelangelo, Donatello, you know, those aren't really, they're not really, like, tough characters to crack, you know? It's yeah. like, okay, Michelangelo, of course, is the party dude. Donatello does machines. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's not like okay, we make him the nerdy one, and even they they give him glasses and they give him God knows what was on the on his back. You know, like they they give him some yeah. sort of hardware and antennas and yeah. cassette tape decks or something on the on his back. Yeah, I mean, not they're not really uh, difficult. It's not really a difficult egg to crack from a writing perspective, but nonetheless, they did sort of give them um, good little moments that that. With their characters, yeah, that that were true to the characters, yeah. but uh, yeah, Leo was was not very well um, executed. Let's go back to something you were saying before about okay. you know you were referencing Donatella's design, mm-hmm. and I want to know a little bit more about how you felt about the character design of these turtles, because growing up, the turtles were always kind of cute, you know, especially in the animated series, and these turtles are not. I just thought they were not super good looking. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't crazy about the character design. I thought the CG was not super good. And I think that the turtles looked a little bit better than Splinter. And they yeah. all looked a little bit better than Shredder. But <laughs> Shredder was just ridiculous. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times he went and like 50 blades come out. Or just yeah. like reminded that he has it's... these 50 blades and he's this monster crazy thing yeah it's it's in the trailer like that that same pose where he walks up and he like puts his arms out and then like yeah 15 blades come out of each arm i just feel like every time he came on i was playing a video game and it was like you're about to hit this boss you know like yeah and it's just like this major whatever but what do you what do you think about the uh the character design well at first i it it grew on me so at first i mean when um you know the first images were revealed i was like uh i didn't like how they decked them all out in clothes and you know they had sunglasses and raphael's got this do-rag um as a mask and you know michelangelo's wearing like workout pants it's like sunglasses on his thing yeah yeah at first it was like uh Typical Michael Bay over-designed treatment, you know. Um, but it it sort of it grew on me over a while, and I thought, you know, like when more footage and images started to come out, I was like, all right, it's, I could I could get behind this. Looks this looks pretty cool. And then in the movies, like like in the actual when I was watching the movie, I mean, I didn't I didn't mind it. I, I appreciate them sort of like trying to do something a little bit different with the design. I think it worked, but I'm not a giant fan of the noses and the lips. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what people are having a hard time with. I think it's just too like uncanny valley, right? They look just <laughs> too too close to human but not human and they're just weird looking. I think it's yeah, I think it's what's making it really weird looking is the nose, the addition yeah. of the nose and the lips. That's what people Their are eyes too look kind of weird. But I just, I'm so surprised because the last CG animal type creature that we saw was Rocket Raccoon. And I know that I mentioned this to you before, but I just can't get over how good Rocket Raccoon looked and how bad Splinter looked. And these are two rodents, right? Yeah, I will, Splinter, I will say... I didn't like Splinter. Splinter creeped me out. I I think it was the, the, the mustache and... His eyes were like rat eyes, so yeah. maybe that was... But, I mean, like, I think I think rats... I've always thought that rats are kind of cute. Like... <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, it, it was just... I don't know. It was the whole... Uh, 
His mustache and I don't know what Japanese uh, hair do that's called with the little bun on top. But uh, yeah, it was just really creepy and unappealing. And that turned me off. I, I didn't really like the design of Splinter. The turtles I sort of got used to and I thought looked kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, but Splinter I couldn't do. And then um, Shredder or Megatron Shredder. Yeah. Uh, that was over the top too. I, I thought that that was like was a little bit too many blades. Like they they it was over way too many blades, and it was way too much metal. And, it, and yeah, I mean, if you look like, I, I think, just like if you look you at do? his back, it's like he's got like a whole. Yeah. It's like his his arms, and then um, you can't be a stealthy ninja in that. Yeah, I, I don't think he's supposed to be a stealthy. I mean, they they make a point to say like it's supposed to be the, you know the. In the spirit of the old samurai design with today's technology. And, yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. I, and on top of all the blades, they... He has the ability to not only pop out 38 different swords, but he can also... He also has yeah. the ability to shoot them, and they fly around, and they come back to him. And then he can do it all over again. It was just a little... It was yeah. a little much. And then, like, when I was watching the old movie, I mean, that was, like... The original Shredder, would, I mean, that was about as badass as you can get. Like, he was just a really good ninja. Like, he's not this... Yeah. He's not some guy in a robot suit that shoots blades. Like, he can legitimately throw down and fight the turtles with just those blades in, in his... His yeah, the, staff. the fighting ability was a little bit disappointing for me. Like, I feel like the Foot Clan, too. I wanted them to be more ninja-esque and less, like, when, since when did the Foot Clan have bullets? I don't ever remember. Since this movie. Yeah, because somebody was telling me, oh, yeah, of course the turtles are bulletproof. And I was like, why would they have yeah. to be bulletproof? <laughs> because I don't remember the Foot Clan ever having guns. I remember just, like, ninja fighting, kicking, punching, whatever. I kind of think of them like putties, you know? Like, you kick them in the right spot, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, the, <laughs> the bullets, like, bouncing off of their chest in the front was <laughs> just well, even, like, ridiculous. It was, like, it, it was at one point, uh, like, Raphael... You know, they, yeah, all the, all the foot have, you know, automatic weapons. And yeah. Raphael has all these bullets lodged into his shell and his skin. And, like, he just, like, he flexes. And this may be, <laughs> this may be in the trailers, um, so you might be able to look it up. But, like, he's got bullets lodged in him. And then he just, like, flexes his muscles and yells. And then they, like, they pop right out of his skin. And, like, I remember thinking... Yeah, why not? I mean, like, yeah. he's already nine feet tall. I mean, like, all the... <laughs> why not be bulletproof? All the turtles are essentially, like, the Hulk. I mean... Yeah. They're really... They're really huge, and super, they seem to be super indestructible anyway. So it's like, why not make them bulletproof? Sure. At this point. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Let's talk theater experience. Since we were in the same... We saw it together. We, <laughs> we did see we, the We mostly together. had the same theater experience yes. but what was your experience <laughs> with in our the theater same, experience yeah okay it was a good it was crowded i usually usually when we go to the movies especially in our local movie theater i can expect to have a seat next to me that's open that i can put my bag next to mm -hmm. um but you, we definitely had people on either side of us 
there were a lot of kids. And we oh, went to kind of a late showing. So we saw it on Friday night. So it was opening night. Uh, but it was late. And there were, there were a lot of kids. And I, there was one little kid with a little ninja mask. I thought that was really cute. Uh, but they were really good. They, I don't know if they fell asleep during the movie. Maybe they fell asleep during the first half or what. But usually when I go to a movie with little kids, I can hear them. And, you know, what's that? Uh, but, yeah, there really wasn't, really wasn't too, much of, too much of that. Does your experience differ at all? I don't think so. I think that <laughs> a lot of those same things occurred to me. Awesome. So we talked about expectations. We talked about things that we liked in the movie, things that jumped out, things that we liked least. I will mention one thing. I'm not a big fan of Megan Fox, and I think there was a little bit too much April O'Neil in this movie for me. Like, she played a little bit too much of a role, central role. But I really liked that even though she had this creepy camera guy, Vern, hitting on her, and Michelangelo hitting on her, that she didn't end up with anybody at the end. And that's kind of a small bit of, like, you have a decently strong female character. That's because Who Casey doesn't Jones, hook up with anybody at the end. That's because Casey Jones hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. I did miss Casey Jones in this movie. I'm but. surprised. I'm surprised they didn't shoehorn him in. Yeah. But, uh, hey, the sequel's already been greenlit, so Are you I'll kidding? bet we'll see him. No, it was announced two days ago. Oh, yeah? Before, before the, the weekend, opening weekend was through, they were announced, like, yeah. Ninja Turtles exp exceeds expectations sequel announced for summer of 2016 do you think people just go to see the like i mean we went oh, to yeah. see this movie obviously yeah i am but will people just continue to go seeing movies but just based on the pure nostalgia totally. of this was teenage mutant ninja turtles and i yep. want to see it and i want my kids to see yep. it yeah I'm, uh, ew, I am, I am there. We you'll are the see, prime demographic. So you'll go see the next one? Yes. Really? They've got my mind. Really? Yep. That's, and, and that's what separates us from like Rob and Jeff. <laughs> they, they're, they're smarter than I am because they, they are not, <laughs> they are not letting the nostalgia get the best of them. Whereas I am. Yeah. It's just see, like, I I'm, have... I'm, I'm, it's too hardwired into my DNA to not see a Ninja Turtles movie. Same with Batman, same with like, you know, something like Ghostbusters, yeah. where it's just like my, no matter, no matter how, how terrible it looks, <laughs> no matter how much I know it's going to be bad, I mean, that, that eight-year-old in me just wants to see Ninja Turtles beat the hell out of foot soldiers for two yeah. hours. That's all I care about. I feel like I have that nostalgia, but only for so long. Like, I will see one movie, maybe two, but if it doesn't ring the same way as it did, like, if it doesn't feel the same, and I don't have that same joy that I did when I was younger, then I won't continue as long as it, mm -hmm. as long as you. So I might not, I might not go to this next one. I can go alone. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on that note, I would say that it's about time for our first refill break. And then when we get back, we will do final thoughts and, of course, uh, everybody's favorite uh, ratings. So um, go grab an extra drink and we will be our
So let's let's do final thoughts, and I'm gonna start with Michelle on this one. Okay. So I thought overall the movie was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. It was okay. It was okay. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about it. I thought that it would be a little bit more fun. I wanted more of the turtles. I wanted more less April O'Neil. I felt like it felt a little bit generic. I wanted, I just wanted more, something more, something else. I'm not sure. But it, the movie itself was fine. It was just fine. The glowing, the glowing fine review. Yeah. The product placement was crazy on this movie too. Wow. That's... Pizza Hut. That's just a given in blockbusters nowadays. Yeah. What are your final thoughts, John? Okay, my final thoughts are, yeah, I... I'm, um, again, landing in a similar arena as you. It was fine. I remember... I remember walking out of it not really knowing what to think. Like, did I like that? Was it... <laughs> it's hard when you I don't know tell. if you like something. Yeah. Well, often, as I've, I've said before, a lot of times these movies need a certain amount of time to sort of settle in, and I need to think about them more, mm -hmm. and maybe talk about them a little bit, and then sort of... I settle on how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. But when I walked out and then like the next day or two after, I I didn't feel feelings towards it. <laughs> you still weren't feeling <laughs> I wasn't like, it just felt like very fine. You know, like it's yeah. just, I, I think that that's like a very telling, appropriate description of it. Because like it's, I don't know if it's just because I'm an adult and this is not sort of my time, but I'm sure there's plenty of kids out there that loved it just like I loved the original one. But I thought that it, it you know, it was it was a good time. It, it I don't think that it was as bad as everybody is saying that it is. I think the critics are really... What is it at Rotten down. Tomatoes right now? Well, it fluctuated. It started out at 45% and then it went down to 16 and then up to 20, and I think it's settled around, like, 19. Uh -huh. um, and the big complaint, the major problem that people are are talking about is that it is very generic. There's a lot of elements of it that are lifted from other things. So, for example, the evil businessman Eric Sachs and the Shredder, their big idea is that they are going to release this toxin, this chemical weapon, over... New York on top of a uh, building just like in The Amazing Spider-Man. So it's a, there's a lot of things like that where it's very like you can tell that it's been fit into a formula and you know a, a group of executives are basically saying like hey Michael Bay that thing that you did with Transformers where it makes a billion dollars let's do that with another treasured 1980s franchise. Let's, let's do that with Ninja Turtles. So you can tell that that's sort of what's going on, but at the same time, I think there's, there's enough there that yeah. if you are a really big fan of Ninja Turtles, you can sort of enjoy it. I would say I would have to watch it again to really, like, really totally figure out how I feel about it, but um, I'm not sure that it's something I would want to own necessarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, knowing me, I, I will probably end up getting it. <laughs> eventually somehow um but 
Yeah, it's it, it was it was okay. It's sort of you know I I think that a lot of kids will dig it, and that's in the grand scheme of things, that's probably yeah. more important. You know, like you know that's, what would, that's what it's there for. What I would say is, if you're thinking about seeing this movie, just YouTube the scene where they're beatboxing in the elevator. And just watch that a couple times, and you'll be so much happier. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of those parts that's like that's like really genuinely good. You yeah, know, like, I wish the whole movie felt like that. Yeah, but it does not. So, MC but it, yeah, I mean that's that's more of a visual thing. But I mean, yeah. like it was one of those good things. It was one of the like you know, Mikey starts out with it, and then like they're all like amped up and ready to fight the Shredder. But then like they're overcome by the you know, Raph starts tapping his yeah, yeah his size, and then Don Donnie's knocking his staff on the wall, and Leo's clanging his his katana. So I don't know. That was a, a fun little moment, and I think if um you know when they do make the second one, if they can sort of follow those types of things um it'll be it'll be in pretty uh good shape but yeah i think i mean my and also like the going down the, the mountain that snowscape yeah that was pretty decent yeah let's... it was like a little over the top but ridic but it was more exciting than like the final fight scene i thought yeah i i think that's um that's a big thing that people are talking about and rightfully so it's it was a pretty i have to admit it was a pretty cool moment anyway i don't know where in new york this was <laughs> this where it was a big place. it was a big snowy mountain yet somehow 20 minutes a 20 oh. minute helicopter ride away from manhattan I, I i don't know but um nonetheless it was it was a pretty good scene that i would say was one of the better parts of the movie yep i agree so all right let's let's do ratings hopefully i do Jeff, some justice on the units, the the units of uh, of measurement of, of ratings. But uh, here we go. On a scale of one to five suitcases of Ninja Turtle blood that inexplicably turn into mutagen while being transported. <laughs> Michelle, what do you give oh, Ninja Turtles? Um, I would probably give this movie a shit. What did I rate? battleship at <laughs> um two i think i rated it at two i'm even thinking of going like 1.5 uh, maybe 1.75 in between there and it's pretty low to be honest john i'm sorry <laughs> not hurting my feelings yeah all right <clears throat> on a scale of one to five incredibly long-winded confessional speeches that are given while falling 20 stories and then landing without noticing, hmm. um, I would give it a 2.5. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was bad, but it was sort of in, it was sort of bad in that enjoyable way. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's bad in a very, it's bad, but good in a very specific way. Like you've got to, I think you've really got to be a hardcore Ninja Turtles fan to get a kick out of it. But yeah. I mean like that, I that judgment is given on like a really like a film, like how 
than yeah. it was the film itself. I'm trying. I'm trying my best there to separate out my nostalgic attachment to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel granted. I feel like I am a fair, not a fair weather Ninja Turtles fan. Like I've got plenty of Ninja Turtle experience, but. Turtles in Time, man. How can you not play that video game? But <laughs> Mine too! Mine too! <laughs> but yeah, I just I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, that about wraps up our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles discussion. So, as we do every week, uh, let's, let's talk Geek of the Week. Let's talk what we've been reading, playing, doing that is not necessarily attached to what we've been discussing this episode. So uh, let's start with Michelle on that one. Um, <laughs> what have you been up to this week? This week, I realized that The Legend of Korra came back. And it actually came back at the end of June, and I didn't realize it. Usually it comes back in September. So I know that the first few episodes were leaked online, and I guess they must have just, I think it was like leaked on Nickelodeon's Mexican version. So I guess Nickelodeon decided to release it early. And the episodes are decent. Since the harmonic convergence that happened at the end of the last episode, there are airbenders that are popping up spontaneously all across the world. And so it's really interesting to see how Korra is handling this new resurgence. And I'm about four or five episodes in I think there are nine or ten that are already out. I'm not sure how long the season is going to be. But it's pretty decent so far. I did really enjoy last season, so it's not quite holding up to that same level. But definitely, I say check it out. It's streaming on Nickelodeon.com. It is also available on Hulu. So there's lots of avenues to check it out. All right. Well, I don't watch the show, so I don't have anything constructive to uh, add to that conversation. But yeah. But uh, all right. Awesome. Cool. I have been this. It's not terribly. It's not a terrible departure from what we've been talking about. But uh, I've been watching and reading a shell load of Ninja Turtle stuff the last week. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I watched, as I said, I watched the original movie. I watched the first couple episodes of the 1980s cartoon, which. The first, like, four or five episodes are awesome. They're, like... I mean, like, if you go back and rewatch it, they really hold up. They're, like, dramatic and they're serious. And the animation is really great. But there's a very steep drop-off. <laughs> like, really? And, like, I, I have the season two and season three on DVD. And it gets very silly and cartoony after those first couple episodes. Where... You know, the origin is explained, and Bebop and Rocksteady are introduced, and Krang gets his body. All of those things are really cool and well done, but then <laughs> once you get past that, it just gets, like, really silly, and, and you know, it, it, it's like a cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. And then I was, uh, this past week, there was Boston Comic Con, which... Because I didn't get enough Comic-Con action in in San Diego, I also went to the Boston Con, and I picked up some some older Ninja Turtles comics uh, very early on in the run, and that that was some pretty cool stuff. It was very... The early comics are very 
similar in tone to the first movie. And the movie is actually very heavily based on those first couple of comics where it's much more grounded and, and real and darker and more adult. And Now, one thing that I heard, and I don't know how true this is. I don't know if you know anything about it. But I, I, I heard that the original um, comic was supposed to be like a parody of superhero comics at the time. Uh, yes, that's that's correct. That is often said a lot. I don't know that the parody is the real is the right word because it's dark. It's serious, right? Where? Yeah, but it's not like it's not like a joke. Like let's make fun of Daredevil. I mean, like they they borrowed like basically Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were very big fans of Marvel comics and Star Wars. So a lot of those influences crept into the Ninja Turtles. So, for example, the Foot Clan, a band of ninjas, is based on a band of ninjas in the Daredevil universe called The Hand. Ah. And then Daredevil has... It's not the Foot Clan because they're stamping out New York, yes. all of the life that's, in New York. If you can, if you can believe it, that's, that's correct. And then the Ninja Turtles mentor, of course, is Splinter, and... Daredevil's ninja mentor, the the character that trains him and teaches him to fight, is, is a blind man named Stick. Oh. He's a human, but oh, I mean, like, it's like a he's little a piece stick. of the, and he's a splinter. He's yeah. like a little piece of the yeah. stick. That's cute. And then um, Daredevil, of course, gets his uh, super senses by a strange radioactive substance that splashes into his eyes. And a strange radioactive substance is what transforms the turtle. So it's like, it's little things, like little yeah. nods and little references. Yep. You know, the first, after the first, around like, uh, issue six or seven of the Ninja Turtles comics, they're in space. So it's like the first couple episodes, <laughs> the first couple issues are very grounded and serious and they're just fighting the Shredder and ninjas. But after they fight and defeat the Shredder... They go yeah, off into space. space, and there's aliens and robots and nice. tricerat mutant triceratops and, and things like that. So it, it gets kind of crazy after a little while. But, I don't know, There, it's a very different comic book to mm -hmm. read. Would you recommend it? Totally. Uh, they've actually, in the last couple of years, they've re-released the original comics in color. They're called um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Color Classics. A lot of the older comic books were all in black and white, and they can be the artwork can be a little bit difficult to to read. But I feel like the color issues make it a little bit easier, um, and it's a very different thing. Like it's if you're looking for something that's different than your typical superhero comic, I would I would suggest that um, you can probably find it in any any of your your local comic book store. So that's what I've been up to. Cool. All right, well, I guess it would be worth it to mention that today uh, it was announced that Robin Williams passed away. But it's just, you know, a, the the thing that I keep seeing on social media and stuff like that is, and it's true for me as well, that, but, like, um, you know, what I keep seeing is that Robin Williams was, a, you know, a big part of my childhood, and, you know, for our generation he was. I mean, you've got Aladdin. Yep. You've got Hook. He's Peter Pan and Hook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Jumanji. Mm -hmm. Jumanji. Uh, Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Jack. Uh, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Um, I did like Mork and Mindy. 
all of his stand up and um things like that. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean like those those things are you know, he's one of those actors that just like very ensconced in in the past you know, in yeah. our generation and in the past couple of decades. So that's a huge, huge blow. And I feel he's so talented and it's so sad to hear that he potentially it sounds like he did take his own life. And I think that you don't really know I mean, somebody who could bring such happiness to all these people, and it's so tragic that he would be dealing with these own, you mm -hmm. know, his demons, too. But, um... It's a bummer. Real big bummer. So, sorry to end on a sad note, but rest in peace, Robin Williams. Definitely. A huge part of my childhood. And I can't, I can't believe that he's gone. Yep. Very sad. All right, well, as usual, we'd like to give everyone a chance to let the internet know where they can find you, where people can find you on the internet. So uh, let's start with Michelle on that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, How Michelle, did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure, you know, we're rotating evenly and okay. you know, you're getting yep. a chance of to, course. to speak first. Of so, course. Uh, Michelle, Thank where you. can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at TracingRays. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at DrawTheStory. So if there's nothing else, I guess that about does it. And just as anyone else hosting an episode of This Is Serious Business, I have no idea how to end this. Pizza time. <laughs> Mine choke. Mine choke. I have no idea. I don't remember if Jeff does final thoughts and then... I think he does final ratings thoughts on the ratings. Okay, you so don't have to be like Jeff. You can true. do it bigger. Well, you can do it better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. All right. You're oh. the best. <laughs> this is serious business. Cool. <laughs>